It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. Become a super ranter for the 2024 Cubs baseball season at patreon.com slash sunranto and be a part of all of the celebrations as we celebrate our 1,000th episode. Patreon.com slash sunranto for all the reasons. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunranto. Sunranto. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. Sunranto. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. Sunranto! Oh, baby! Uh, that was a really good one. It kind of matches my mood for tonight because I'm fresh from Cubs convention, full of false hope and dreams of a team that will take us to the World Series and yet once again... Bring a championship home to this uh, city of Chicago. That's how hyped I am, even though we haven't said Cody Bellinger yet. So, uh, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. My name's Danny Rocket. That's the voice of Michael Cotton. And um, IFG is not here tonight uh, because she has better things to do than hang out with us and talk about a convention she did not attend. But Michael has nothing better to do than to talk <laughs> about a convention he didn't was- attend, so he's sitting here. Yeah, I was actually not going to be here because I got to pick up my wife, but her flight is pushed back and I'm picking her up at midnight tonight. It should be about minus 
forever, and it's going to suck. After midnight, Michael's picking up his wife. After midnight, <laughs> after midnight, after no, so midnight. When, his car I will be out. full of ice after midnight. I go all night. I'll just keep going. No, once I found out, I was like, no, I want to be on a show. I don't want to, like, miss it because – yeah, I, I really, you know, I just want to live vicariously through all the people Danny has lined up here to tell us about their experiences. Yeah, I'm well, before I have them on to tell you about it, uh, let me tell you who's coming on and who's sponsoring it. Our show is brought to you by Bleacher Bunch Productions on the Fans First Network and especially Adeshali, our 109 Patreon supporters. We had two people join on this week and guess who they were? It was, I'm going to say, well, Santa isn't doing anything anymore, so he's in. <laughs> yeah, it's no. Santa and the Easter Bunny. <laughs> no, it's Dan uh, It's Dan Nielsen's parents, Joan and Roger Nielsen, joined oh, onto the Patreon. So they nice. are official super ranters now, and uh, that's really cool. Okay, but wait a second. Did, Thanks did they not talk to each other before they did it, and so then they both joined? Hey, don't tell them that they could just share the <laughs> <laughs> it's good for us it it helps us keep the lights on here at Sunranto and it does it, if you're a patreon supporter we really just like you more as people we do that's um, very true you you can pay for our affection it's real easy it's just a buck a month it's cheap too <laughs> we come cheap um plus uh, especially Adeshly Deshly our super duper ranters uh Blake Beard's tickets 25 they're at the 25 dollar level rogue wave creative for all your uh design needs and also the cubs ps plus podcast and without further ado let's bring on a man who was a rookie at cubs convention this year and um he's here to tell us all about his amazing adventures um with us at CubsCon. it's mike waller from the cubs ps plus podcast Sir, you're muted. We're, oh, we're off to a great start. That's great. I was just <laughs> hacking before you brought me on. From an extra souvenir I brought back from CubsCon. We caught a little the plague. flu. Yeah. Yes, you're, a little, you're joining us a little bit under the weather tonight, and I'm sorry to hear that. I was so – the whole time I was at CubsCon, I'm like, this is a, just a giant Petri dish. Oh, yeah. I, you're packed in waiting to get into the sessions, and there's just – People coughing over my left shoulder, my right shoulder, and in front of me, and just people everywhere. And, were and you were you packed in? I mean, that's I guess the first question because with the weather and with some of you know the slowness of what the Cubs are doing. I mean, obviously they signed and made a splash right before the Cubs mm-hmm. con, but people already had their tickets and couldn't change by then. Uh, were there a lot of people there? Yeah, I mean, I, it's my first one, so I can't compare to other seasons, but there were lines everywhere. I mean, the lines for autographs. Um, I decided this time, some of the best advice I got ahead of time was to sort of pick a handful of things you want to do and focus on those and whatever else happens, happens. And so I decided I was going to go ahead and go to the sessions. That's what I, that's what I focused on this week. If I got an autograph or two, fine, but I wanted to go to the sessions. And waiting to get in, whether it's for opening ceremonies, Cubs bingo, even a little bit on day two, the line to get in, I, I don't know if Crawley's coming on later, he can talk about what time he started in line. He was always way ahead of me. Um, yeah, he's always first in line. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know that Crawley gets a hotel room. 
He <laughs> just stands in line for three days straight. No, he's he's got one. I I just don't think he stays in it too much. Um, I forgot to mention uh, hashtag chance in the chat. If you want to win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom, uh, do that now, now. Um. Crowley will be by in a little bit to talk all about his experiences as Cub Ca- as a CubCon veteran. Also, Colton, uh, who does a show, uh, it's called the he's called Cubs Desk Jockey, Cubs DJ. It's a trivia show that actually I was on and Crawley was on. It's coming out in February, but he's got a cool YouTube channel. He's going to come on okay. and ask Crawley some trivia questions and try to stump you guys in the chat as well. Also, we've got Tom Warman. Coming on, he's got this really cool company called Collexor, which is a way to showcase your collections, uh, specifically Cubs collections, uh, on this show online. And also Larry Hawley, our friend uh, who used to work at WGN, CLTV, is coming on uh, to talk about uh, his marathon. He's trying to raise money. So I said, come on and tell him. So we got lots of guests on tonight, but we're going to start – I guess with me. <laughs> Let's start with me. Um, <laughs> it's all about Danny. <laughs> Dan, Danny's like my show. Let, let, let's bring so, Mike on. Mike, how, you know what? Let's Mike, start with me, and then but we'll me, get to you. But let's talk about something interesting <laughs> to me. Well, first of all, this does have to do with Mike. Is because Mike got uh, trumped by uh, my tie guy at Cubs caroling, and the sh- the shots of Malort at Nisei Lounge were paid for by my tie guy and not by Mike. So there was $100 from Mike in my pocket ready to spend at CubsCon, and we spent it. So there I am walking into CubsCon with, count them, one, two bottles of Malort and a bunch of beer, all on Mike. So uh, we basically, during uh, Harry Karaoke, we got uh, many a Cubs fan uh, wasted on uh, Mike's dollar. So thank you for that, Mike. So oh, you yeah. can just carry my first in. Malort. I had to g- get the first one. You can just carry in your bottles of Malort and beer. Oh, people yeah. had coolers. Yeah. And wow. I think the smartest people were in line waiting for hours and hours and hours. They have a roll cooler and built in chair. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess Crawley always says that he has a cooler with him. I just kind of figured that was just Crawley. <laughs> no, I saw quite I a few coolers and lawn chairs and all the things to wait out. In well, those so let me ask you first: uh, What did you think of Malort? It's kind of nasty, <laughs> but it, it wasn't quite as nasty as I was expecting. So, well, that's too bad. We got to do something to to it next time to make it <laughs> nasty. Otherwise, people are going to be like, "Oh, Malort's not so bad." It just it's- lingers. Like you, you take it at first and it's like, "Eh, that's not great," but then. It just stays like I was <laughs> after the first one. I think I was halfway through a beer before like the taste was gone. Yeah, it's, well, it's like that high school relationship that you just can't break off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, getting back to me, um, I, I, would, I, would like to, I, I would I you know, here's the thing. Here, look, look at this picture of the four of us. There's Mike. There's me. There's Crawley. And there's Tom, who many of the ranchers know he's oftentimes in uh, the Discord after the show, hanging out with us, talking about the Cubs. Hey, he's in the chat tonight. Uh, Tom Cooper says, I drank some major. Thank you for the shots. <laughs> and you can see Tom's there in his Sun Ranto Ranter shirt. I had never met Tom before, except in Discord. And I had a Cubs con kind of like this. It was really more like a family reunion than anything to me. Um, there's another picture of Tom and Crawley and I. This is right after Bingo. Um, you know, I, we, I just saw so many people there. There's uh, uh, Richie 
and and uh, he's been at almost every single Bleacher Band show there ever was on the right there. And uh, Jonathan Evans on the left, he's a huge collector. He hired Bleacher Bum Band to play his 40th birthday party last year. Got to see him. He, um, Mike, you might remember the giant bottle of champagne that was auctioned off during uh, bingo. It was, how many bottles of champagne would you say were? That's got to be like six. I can't remember the size they said, but it was massive. Massive bottle of champagne signed by Ben Zobrist, given to Ben Zobrist by Tom Ricketts, and then somehow ends up at Cubs Charities to be auctioned off. What did it go for? $3,500? Might have been a little higher, but it was pushing 4000 I think. Yeah, One of one, and the guy right there on the left, who has an incredible collection out of his place in Indiana, uh, he's the one that won it. Of course, uh, Captain Cubbo was there, and all dressed <laughs> to the nines. Um with signs, you'd see a sign there, CubsCon 2024, real Cub fans love the snow. Um, there's John Benedict, uh, Miguel Esparza, Jeremiah, uh, the announcer at Wrigley Field. We were all hanging out, singing three-part harmony till midnight in the lobby of the Sheridan. I always think to myself, can you imagine the people who j- didn't know it was CubsCon weekend and just randomly booked a hotel at the Sheridan. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, that picture, I swear, John looks like he's like three sheets of the wind and he's doing that. Like he's got, he's pointing. He's just like, I'm telling you something that you don't know. Well, the full disclosure, I'll put that. I'll put it I back think up. that was John, at least. I don't know. Yeah, it was John Benedict. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put the picture back up. But, uh, the full disclosure, it, the reason Jeremiah came over there is because the singer was so bad that they came. he came over to us to, to have <laughs> us sing in the microphone and make it sound better. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we did. We had three-part harmony. I forget what song we did, but it was really high. And I, after singing this song, I did not have a voice for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> um, so I was that was barking. a great time. I love the, the karaoke. It was it was so much fun. Harry Karaoke was a an awesome time. Bleacher Jeff was singing, and there we are with Harry Karaoke. There, Miguel Esparza. He kicked off every single night, but it was a, a huge family reunion with Club Four Hundred. Uh, every time that anybody from Club Four Hundred uh, in a Club Four Hundred shirt won at Bingo, which was quite a few times, mm-hmm. uh, we all chanted Club Four Hundred. And then the next morning, I saw on the page. Cub fans being like, hey, I heard you guys chanting the name with such pride. I needed to find out what Club 400 was all about. I saw all the that you raised a million bucks for charity and hang out with the Cubs players all the time. And I thought that would be pretty cool. So now we get more and more members from that. So, awesome. it, so it was just like a huge family reunion. We had uh, Kathy, um, Kathy Weedley, who's a big part of Club 400. She won this flag, uh, which has flown over historic Wrigley Fields. Uh, it says Holbert, which I still don't know who that is, although they told <laughs> well, us. Wasn't he the I, one that was the first National League president like back in the 1870s somethings? That rings a bell, yeah. Yeah. Okay, see, and I was I was also confused when I saw this because I know all those flags above Wrigley, and that one threw me. Yeah, well, they had the actual Cubs historian there that kept running up and telling them the story. Yeah, dude, it was hilarious. We were making jokes at the table because he was like Rain Man. 
Yes. And he just he just kept running out, and that's how we said it was kind of in a Rain Man voice, mm-hmm. just like really monotone with every single. And then he died in 1863, and he was the president of the of the National League, and he started, and he just says it like this. And then as soon as he'd finish, I'd go definitely definitely 20 236 <laughs> i drive real slow in the driveway and i was like please get my joke but also like i hope i don't get canceled for saying that but it was he was awesome though and he kept running up and saying we were all having a good time we, we wanted him to give him the jersey in fact um but mm-hmm. crawley did not win again even though he is a cubs con bingo legend i sat right next to him i thought <laughs> he had the good juju uh but he he lost and then um I got to put my my face on a plaque, which you could choose your number. So, of course, I got to be number 69. Um, so they had little fun gadgets you could do there. And, I mean, I just kind of walked around and talked to people. It was I, I know where Bobby Dernier smokes because there's like <laughs> a little smoking area. So every year after the opening ceremonies, I know where to find Bobby Dernier. And so I just went down there. I'm like, I wonder if Bobby Dernier is down there smoking. And he was because he always is. So I went down there and he told me that Ron Say has a podcast. And I was like, oh, it's interesting. I'll have to check that thing out, I guess. I don't know what Ron Say would be podcasting about, but. Penguins, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the uh, Penguin Pod. Yeah. And um, I went to the 84 thing. I went to part of the kids' press conference. It was a lot of fun to see some of that stuff. Maybe, Mike, you want to elaborate more about that. But I did shed a tear twice this weekend. Shed a tear during the 84 team thing mm-hmm. because I was 10 and I cried then and I cry now. And that's yep. just how it's going to be. And, uh, you know, that's the team of my childhood. And the other one I sh- I shed a tear for was the Aramis Ramirez and Kerry uh, Woods' sons who narrated their videos. I love the way they did that. It was really beautiful. and um, Yeah, that one, I just read about it and started to get a little choked up and i know there was a lot of focus on sammy and i think sammy should be in but i certainly can't argue against aramis and carrie they were two of my all-timers yeah 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 you can't complain about the guys that got in just because somebody else that we wanted didn't but yeah yeah i mean those guys deserve to be there and some of my favorite moments were uh, i mean if you've never been to cubs con you boo the winners. If somebody wins bingo, you boo them and everybody because they want to win. And so, so we we were booing everybody, and uh, this one man booed his own son as he went <laughs> up there. It was one of the greatest things. I said, this big burly dude with a, a big beard, you know, looked kind of tough biker kind of guy, and his son. Looked like, you know that kid, I had dingers, that kid uh, from yes. the Little League World Series, whatever his yep. name was, that little fat kid with the long He had dingers, that's all I remember. I had dingers. That <laughs> kid, that's what the kid looked like, that one had a little mullet, looked like a little punk. <laughs> and the dad just, I was like, boo, boo, and just freaking gave him the as he went up there. The kid's like flipping his dad the birds as he went up there. It was beautiful. It was such <laughs> a nice hilarious. And then- we had been booing all the. We had been booing this table right behind us because they had won, and they won again. And yeah. this guy stood up and he went right to our table and he was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> oh, and he boo- and he did it to our. And I had just. It was such a beautiful reaction to winning, to stick it to our table. It's just like people are just so you know bent out of shape. I mean, alcohol is something to be involved. Not necessarily a family friendly event all the time, but it was fun. Well, except for 
obviously the father and son that were booing and flipping each other off. That was that was th- fun. That was wholesome. War- warms the heart. Yes. And then, Mike, I don't know if you remember, this is my most heartfelt moment, I think, of the convention where I, th- I, I welled up again here. And that is when, if you remember, there was a kid named Brian who won at bingo and he yes. was, he was definitely special needs and his yep. father had to help him go up there and everybody in the whole place stood up and gave this kid a standing yep. ovation. I'm look, I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about it. Yeah, so am I. Um they everybody stood up. I I'm I'm welling up right now <laughs> because it was so beautiful and I'm just fucking cup fans are the best, man. Yes. Because he everybody stood up and cheered this kid and they chanted Brian, Brian, Brian. Everybody went nuts and it was just fucking awesome. So Well, you know, it it's nice that they decided not to boo at least one person. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, Crawley booed him. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but he 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 did this thing, boo, and then like, you know, we didn't really give it to him, but uh but I was like you know, I don't want to get into it too much, but like, isn't it ableist to not boo him? Just That's say, true. That's you know, a good point. it's like, but, um, so Mike, uh, that was my kind of not Cubs kit fan veteran, uh, my Goldilocks impressions of having covered the Cubs con thought it was less packed than usual, but also a really great vibe. And the people that were there really wanted to be there and really celebrated the fact that we were all together in a big family. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I, like I said, I can't compare crowds to past years, but still, like during the opening ceremonies, I think every seat was full, and there were a lot of people standing at the back. So it's, uh, um, and it was a thinner crowd, but it, it wasn't like it was sparsely attended or anything. Um, I thought the sessions were good. I thought the opening ceremonies kicked off a really good vibe, getting the Aramis and Carrie Wood announcement in there. Um, I liked the Ryan Dempster show, and I wanted to make sure I did the Hat podcast on Saturday morning, and that was good. Yeah, I got I some th- pictures from that here. Um, well, that's not it. Uh, what is it? The, oh, Compound. Here we go. There he is with Ben Zobrist yeah. on the Compound. And then you've also got who, – who's that? That's uh, uh, Horner and, and Dansby. Horner and Dansby. And you got another picture here. Azalei and Steele. Okay, so he had a lot of – that was an hour long and just, what, about 15 minutes with each – yeah, but, uh, yeah. I thought his conversation with Zobris was pretty cool because they were talking about you know Hap was just coming up at that point and you know Zobris was the old vet and and they were talking about how you know they really had a good relationship early at one point I think it was 2016 Hap was talking about getting to go to the big league camp for a little bit and just kind of he was a second baseman at that point still so he was kind of working with Zobris and just kind of trying to soak up everything Ben had to say and yeah I mean the the. The sessions were good. I mean, nobody's going to give up state secrets here. And they asked Jed 400 different ways when they're signing Cody Bellinger. Um, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, he's not going to say anything. He can't say anything. Um, but it was it was interesting to see the perspectives and see the things they did talk about. And um, one of the interesting comparisons I saw was Carter was talking about when he was in Cleveland and they had Jose Ramirez, um, who was crushing baseballs, but really didn't have a position. And at that point, they had Kipnis at second base and Lindor at shortstop and trying to figure out where Ramirez is going to play. And he was making the comparison to Morrell. Um, so again, like they didn't give anything away, but it was, I thought it was a good vibe. I thought it was interesting to see. I, I really enjoyed the kids press conference. I've seen that one on TV before. Um, I think my favorite moment there, there was a kid who absolutely froze asking a question. And he just got that sudden like panic look, like he forgot his question, and you could see the tears welling up. And I've had 
especially one of my kids has been in that spot multiple times and it's, they bail out and then they hate themselves for bailing out. And you could just see that kid going down that path and wisdom ran off the stage and walked the kid back to his dad and kind of hung out with him for a second. And the kid eventually got a pretty good question out. So I was, I was happy that uh, oh, that's yeah, the cool. players were supportive. It was, it was a good moment. I thought his question was, what do you do when you panic in front of a bunch of people? <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, how do you handle being in front of this many people? People all the time. <laughs> um, well, I thought the, another great thing of the kids' press conference was the push-up contest that that yes. uh, Wisdom got into with the kid. And that kid, like, he was a little too confident, I felt. I was like, was. somebody needs to take that kid down a notch. I'm like, <laughs> a little too many, too few participation, too many participation <laughs> trophies for that young man. Did, did he win? Yes. But I mean, Wisdom wasn't really trying to beat him, but the kid was just oh. like, rah, rah, like really, really <laughs> feeling it. I was like, like settle down, kid. The, the like, kid was pushing up like sixty pounds. So <clears throat> yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, it's 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 like when you're like, I wonder why I can't do a pull up anymore. Oh yeah, I don't weigh eighty five pounds <laughs> exactly. anymore. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought the kids' press conference was cool, and I loved PCA's attitude. Like he, he kind of struck me at that as well. A, his hair looks crazy. It's all shaved up the side. It is wild. He, he looks more like the bully in Christmas Story than ever. <laughs> yes, he does. Which, which is pretty awesome. And um, he was just real cheeky. A lot of personality. I thought a lot of the players really seemed pretty comfortable up there and kind of gave some personality. I mean, um, Bush, the new guy from L.A., like he was up there and he his, he's known his teammates for like five minutes at that point. Yeah, um, but he was he was kind of boring. He was the most boring of all of true, them. But, but then again, he just <clears throat> got there. I was surprised right. he was there. Didn't he traded yeah. for him the day before? He's like, ah, go to Chicago in the middle of a snowstorm. What the hell? Let's do it. Like Azalei is always full of personality, and so it was fun to see those guys do their thing. And yeah, Azalei was funny too. That is always the great thing about Cubs Con is when the guys say things that you're not expecting, like uh, the year that. Uh, Wilson <clears throat> told the crowd what he said to John Lester and dropped some choice f bombs <laughs> in yeah. front of the crowd and <laughs> and the and the whole panel like fell out because they you know they were probably told not to <laughs> swear like there's the little kids here yeah yeah <laughs> it was Wilson right it was like get the fuck up there you fucker <laughs> you know yeah yeah he went up to Lester and he's like. You know, let's get this mother. Just strike this motherfucker out strike or something the, yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, somebody says Terry E says uh, seemed like Gary Matthews had a good time. Oh, he just has this whole vibe going all the time, man. Yeah. Gary Matthews seems like a real fun guy to hang out with. Well, he, yeah, he gets a little drunk. He he was telling a story about how Pete Rose gave him his name, uh, the Sarge. Because okay. he's nicknamed the Sarge because mm-hmm. he was a take charge kind of guy. And that Pete Rose told him, he's like, when a future Hall of Famer gives you a nickname, it's going to stick. And Gary Matthews' joke is, well, he was half right. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, what else happened? We got more pictures here I, uh, just kind of to refresh our memories. There's a Sweet 16 squad. That's right. And it was what, uh, Hendo. Justin Grimm, Miggy Montero, Pedro Strope, and yep. Brenzo. I did not make this one. Uh, tell me about what happened at that. Any fun I, moments? There's a lot of asking questions about it. I mean, it's always interesting to hear Miggy talk. I mean, the, that guy can tell stories all day. It's um, more interesting to hear him talk after, like, four glasses of whiskey. 
And well, Crawley and I can <laughs> definitely vouch for that. Um, yeah, was, some of the guys were talking about what they did. I, there were some. I, I'm missing details right off the top of my head at the moment, but they talked. To, they got a couple questions about Hayward's speech, and there was a little bit more detail about that than I had ever gotten before. So, um, can you share? What, um, or do you remember specifically? <laughs> Mike's like, yeah, Mike's like, like well, you remember private. that Malort shot you made me take? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I, mean, don't, I don't remember what Hayward's speech but was. Like, but like all you ever hear was he gave the speech and he got us all fired up. And it was a lot of like, this is who we were all year. And we got to go back and do this. And then apparently other guys spoke too. And I've only ever really heard that it was Hayward. Um, right. And they still didn't name who the other ones were. But uh, it, it was interesting. And, and they had... Obviously, questions for Zobrist walking through his big hit. Um, Miguel with some of his, you know, big hits. He 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 came in talking about uh, you know he had to come in the ninth, hadn't caught anything all game, and had no idea what the hitters were doing. And like, so he get questions from the pitcher, and he's like, "I, I don't know, dude. We're gonna figure it out." Right. Um, <laughs> 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 like especially when Montgomery came in um, in the tenth after you know run in and guys on base and. Mike was was apparently like, "What am I going to throw? What am I going to throw?" And and he, at that point, Mon- Miggy was kind of starting to panic a little bit. And he's like, "I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out." And then, like two curveballs later, they won, and it was over. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Curveball. Why not? Curveball. Curveball. Exactly. They're expecting a fastball. Let's go curve. <laughs> Just make it a strike, dude. How how was Strope up there? Did he did he talk much? Like what, he talked a little because- bit. He was in a couple things. He talked during. I think he talked during opening ceremonies, or maybe he was on Dempster's show. He t- I heard him talk some the first night. He was talking about how he's still pitching, pitching in the Mexican League, pitching in Light Um He made a comment or two about still wanting to he'd, – he'd love to come back to Chicago and pitch again. Um, that dude just has so much energy. and so It just seems like a total positive vibe all the time. Um, so it was fun seeing him again. The, yeah, absolutely. The left, everybody. I, I love Strope. And uh, you saw the uh, at the plate hitter session too the, mm-hmm. with the this is that Madrigal Dansby Horner and who's the other guy Talkman Talkman, Talkman? Yep. yeah um that that was probably I thought maybe the weakest one I mean the it, some of these they let the fans ask so many questions it comes down to like what the fans ask and at that point. I don't know. It was a bunch of kids asking questions, and most of them weren't very good. Yeah, well, Dansby batted two forty seven, so he doesn't have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the, there was also a mound situation with Steele, Wicks, and Hendo, hosted by Jim Deshays. I did ha- happen to see some of this. Uh, they, they actually tweeted it out live, so I was able to watch okay. the live tweets. So it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it just kind of it, it, hitters. I mean, I think pitchers are more interesting than hitters to hear speak because yeah. I mean, they have more control. It's all, it, they get to plan. They get to think about what they're going to do next and hitters just have to react. So, and, um, well, we're going to have to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to bring on, uh, uh, Cubs con veteran Crawley, and he's going to tell us uh, all about his experience and share some of the photographs that he has, from Cubs Convention and a couple of fun videos as well. But um, in the meantime, we're just going to take a quick break for Patreon. Patreon is how we keep the lights on here at the podcast. It's patreon.com slash Sunranto. If you'd like to subscribe, it, it's, uh, it comes with all sorts of perks, including getting to hang out with us in about an hour over on the Discord tonight. And we'll talk about whatever ever Cubs things you want to talk about over there in a private chat. So um, join us yep. at patreon.com slash Sunranto. Danny. Did you want me to do the silhouette? 
Oh, yeah, or do we, absolutely. We can do that on the next no, break. Le, no, let's do it now. Let's do the silhouette. Okay. So, the, so everybody knows how this works. We put up the silhouette. Throw up your, uh, your, your guesses in the comments. And when we come back from the break, we'll tell you who it is. Here we go. Who is that man? I think I know. Yeah, but, so uh, it's a little bit different. I've been throwing up uh, batting stances. This is the first non-batting stance. Yeah. Somebody making a throw. Yeah, I've taken a lot of pictures of this man, so I think I know who it is. <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. Uh, Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Subscribe now. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rantor levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Rantor calendar, and special thanks and Rantor recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your t-shirts from In The Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Tansby Sayer, Morel too. Clark Fly in his double U. Cody Bellinger, smoking dudes. Vintage shirts from days of old. Patrick Wisdom and Nico. You'll look sharp wearing your stroll. Temper set off with the code. S O N R A N T O. S O N R A N T O. In the clutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. Stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In The Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t-shirts from In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And I am wearing my In the Clutch shirt tonight. As you can see, my Clark Fly <laughs> the W shirt in honor of Crawley's podcast, The Fly the W Show. But uh, before we get to that, I do want to, uh, to ask who the hell was that in the silhouette? Who was that mass silhouette? Do we have any correct answers in the chat? Yes, we have a bunch of correct answers. One answer that was not correct, but when I saw it and I'm looking at the thing, somebody put was nasty. Not so a bad was nasty. Yeah, and when, when I look at that, yeah, I'm like, oh, that really could be was nasty, but it is not. It is Pedro Strope as many people saw and it's funny too because i totally forgot that i had pedro strope loaded as the silhouette when we were just talking about him but uh <laughs> no we got let's see how many people we got we got facebook user said facebook strope. user got it jeff jeff berta knows knows him by first name he said pedro uh not not pedro stroman though uh that's who i thought he was saying and then uh Another Facebook user. We got a lot of Facebook users today. And Jeff and Aaron say Strope. So. Yeah, you've got to accept permissions or something like that for that to happen. By the way, everybody on Chuggo always says to like us on Facebook. So if you're watching right now, you hit the like button. And I was like, oh, I should steal that. And we should have people like us. So go ahead and like us. See if it helps us at all. I don't know if, well, if that, it does or that not. Well, that helped. Uh, I think Randall Allen just jumped in with a like. We've only got four people who like us. Well, that, Facebook. that tracks so and, uh, and only one that loves us this show is also brought to you by our brand new sponsor and uh, he gives us our pa- a patreon prize of this ron santo map art every single month to give to a very special patreon member and uh this is uh the, of course, Matt Kammerer's work at Permanent Paintings on Etsy. Uh, you should buy his stuff. It's at the Etsy shop. It's etsy.com slash shop slash permanent paintings. You know where to find it. And he's got all sorts of great, great artwork, including a lot that hangs on my wall uh, right now. So uh, let's bring him on. He's the Cubs con vet you've all been waiting for to tell us how this stacked up 
to other Cubs cons in the fact it in the past. This is your bingo legend. It's Crawley. What's going on, everybody? It is oh, you're- legendary how you've never won. That's, I'm not that's even part of it, right? <laughs> how is that possible? How many how many Cubs cons have you been to now, Crawley? I'll just think about it this way. There's 20 games in over 20 years I've been going, so I've played like 400 games of bingo and never won. <laughs> Did you come close this time at all? I think I had like, I don't know, maybe like two away. No. The answer is no. I close sat right next to you. <laughs> Do you, know how, you know how close you – the closest you came was sitting next to me because yeah. at the end of the game, there you have a thing called the worst card in the room where everybody stands up and if they call your number, you have to sit down. And I was one of, what, 20 people standing yeah, at the yeah, end of the game? Wait, wait. So I was like, oh, please let it be this one. But no, I – so I, I did – and you said maybe the greatest thing, because I was complaining because th- it was three hours of bingo. And I personally feel like that's a little long to be playing bingo. <laughs> but, I, you, you think? You think? But as so I say this to Carl, I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's only freaking 830 right now. And Carly goes – there's no time here, man. You just fucking play bingo. <laughs> I can just imagine Crawley's drunk ass like into it too, like in in the zone. Well, time out. Just, so just for the record, there is a, a bingo drinking game. There is um, shots that were just absolutely going around the table nonstop. The uh, Evans family from Indiana bring a buck, giant bucket full of water, uh, fireballs. So those were going around. So. I mean, if you've had enough, then then time kind of just loses meaning, you know, and you're just playing bingo and you're hoping to win. <laughs> um, I hope is all you had. So I'm going out of order here. I'm just going to throw up some pictures that you sent me. Um, so there's you and Miguel. Miguel was all over. He had so many costume changes. He's singing. He's he's uh, doing a lot of interviews with. I saw him with Cole Wright, rolling around. Uh, did a cut little Elvis. Um, you were right up front, of course. Yeah. So you got. Front row seats to everything. Benedict was rolling around playing a lot of organ all weekend long. Um, and there's that moment um, with Aramis and Carrie. Thought that was really beautifully done. And overall, wouldn't you say that the special effects that they're using these days <laughs> at CubsCon are, I mean, except for maybe some of the lighting that makes it look like you have a big mole on your face. Right. Um, and all that the was pictures. my only complaint, but the lighting, the sound, everything was great. But just when you take a picture, like there's all these lights like flashing. And so if you take the picture at the wrong time, it looked like I had gained green. You know what I mean? It looked like <laughs> something that was happening to my face. <laughs> uh, how'd you feel like it stacked up overall? Like it, it was, it was smaller, right? A little bit less people, but. I thought Still a lot of people. It was a lot of people. I mean, think about this. The, the Milwaukee Brewers, same shit. They throw in the towel, right? Not Cub fans, man. They drove from all over to get there, to be there. And, yeah, you know, there was a little bit of adjustment. Sandberg wasn't there. Lee Smith wasn't there. Sean Dunson. There were flights. All of those things happened. But you know what? We made the best of it. And, and that's really kind of what CubsCon is all about. It's not just about, like, you know, sessions. Like, it's just about the vibe. It's about meeting people, talking to people, talking baseball. Um, the one thing I tell people is that years and years ago, when you started going to CubsCon, eh, maybe there's a couple blogs, maybe there's something, but just in general, there wasn't a lot of you know baseball talk you could really kind of be part of. And so CubsCon was the place where you just went. And, 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 and it was funny because I'm like, of course, 
at the beginning of the week, I said, of course, it's going to be Cubs kind and then there's going to be a winter store snowmageddon when we've been having this beautiful weather. Cause it's always like that at Cubs con weather always sucks, but we just suck it up and we have a good time, man. And I, I think we had a blast. Yeah. Mike, uh, didn't you have problems getting to Chicago? Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be the most ironic thing ever. So I was flying out Thursday night. It's going to work from the hotel a little bit on Friday and all this weather coming and we're delayed because of mechanical issues and, just waiting and waiting and waiting. Like when you guys were on Thursday night, I was supposed to land around the time your show started. And I wound up listening to your whole show before we ever took off. Oh, wow. I, I had looked at the rebook and because of the weather coming through Chicago, all the people with late in the day, Chicago flights had already rebooked for early. So like every early flight that would have gotten me there vaguely in time had like 12, 15, 20 people on standby already. So if I hadn't, if we hadn't taken off, I wouldn't have made it. But, oh, so you got lucky. Yeah. They just kept, there was some switch that was an issue. They kept saying, well, we'll give us 20 minutes and that'll either be the fix or it might be another couple hours. Yeah. In other words, they're taking you around. Uh, Crawley, you, you got to go to the uh, the press conference. On, showed I'm, showed I'm trying, a Monogas press conference. Yeah. yeah was, are there um, pictures of it? Because I'm not seeing it right here. Okay. Hold on. I have, Crawley, was, I have was a real open question for Crawley since, since he was there. So a lot of us have been saying Shoda. Uh, a lot of other people are saying show toe because they just can't get it. Uh, is it show ta or is it show show tay? I feel like I thought I heard him say show tay in Managa, but maybe I'm just hearing things wrong. No, you might be hearing things right, man. I, like I said, I can't hear my head still pounding. Like try, I'm trying. I had three hours sleep Thursday night, which was supposed to be the early to bed. And everyone said we're going to bed early and we didn't. Uh, Friday <laughs> was supposed to be, you know, Friday. There we go. Friday yeah, was uh, Friday. We only had three hours of sleep, and Saturday three hours of sleep, and then I got home Sunday late after um, partying with Rick Sutcliffe and Jody Davis. So that's kind of how my weekend went. Okay, yeah. well, maybe people in the <laughs> chat, if you guys, if anybody knows, because when he when because he spoke, and when he spoke, I thought, wait, did he say Shote and Managa? But he said it so quick, I don't know if I'm I pretty sure it's Shota because everybody else is like. If it's Imanaga, ah, 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 you would, you know, there's no, I don't know if there's an A sound in Japanese. I think I've only heard it as ah. You guys yeah. sometimes it's more of an okay. Imanaga. I, yeah, I we're mean, off the rails. I want to talk about Rick Sutcliffe. And, <laughs> 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 nobody, I want to talk about uh, Crawley's Sunday with Rick Sutcliffe uh, and Jody Davis and also that press conference with Shota. Jo- Jody and it looks like Jody and Rick just came off of the ice. Were they ice fishing in the morning before the? No, nah, man. It, 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 here's the hard thing: is it's just it's just a long weekend, and everyone's had a lot of partying going on. So no, that we were just hanging out, having a few cocktails, watching some football. I don't really <laughs> care about football, to be honest with you, but I was watching it. Um, so it was a good time, though, man. It was it was, it was a good time, but the Shodi Managa press conference was. Uh, to me, that was just kind of, you know, just the electricity in the room. And apparently, you know, they asked him, you know, they asked the guys, hey, is it okay if he says something before we kind of go into the questions? Yeah, go ahead. They had no idea he was going to say that, uh, you know, the, the, hey, Chicago, what do you say? And he just kind of had like a smirk on his face, man. And and, and he just, I, it's funny because Tom Ricketts mentioned this in his opening statement the, the you know state of the cubs union he said you know Shota's only been a cub for a couple hours he's already my favorite cub so just something about him he's really funny he's kind of got like this like impish you know look to him that just kind of like 
Remember Murnau Kawasaki from the 2016 team? Mm-hmm. Kind of like that, but good. Like a good player. <laughs> but, but good. <laughs> well, I got to play. You brought up Ricketts, and you got a bunch of shout-outs this week. I mean, we knew already knew Carly was Cub fan famous, but now, like, they're basically selling the event with him. So check this out. Ladies and gentlemen, Cubs chairman Tom Ricketts. First of all, I kind of like the mix of cheering and a little, little bit of boo. He does not look happy. Crawley. <laughs> hey, Crawley. I mean, says hi to nobody but you. Like you're the freaking chairman of the board. Well, he, he, you know, he probably walked out there and Crawley is always in the same spot. He's always right there. And he's he's probably just like the only person that he recognizes in that giant crowd. And if he says hi to Crawley, that gets him warmed up, you know? Yeah. And then it... Let me play. Let me play the Cole one because just not minutes later, this oh, happens. This is the unofficial, official beginning of the 2024 season, and it wouldn't be official if Crowley wasn't sitting in the front row and Bleacher Jeff wasn't right back there. Cubs fans, as far as the eye can see, Captain Cubbo, give him a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Cubs fan royalty. I mean, and they've all been on this show. You know, when, they're all when my are friends. you guys getting your panel? You, Bleacher Jeff, <laughs> Captain Cubbo, you know, Danny will come in and sing a couple. He'll sing you on, sing you off. Like, it'll be good. It's called I, the Rants Around. I'm, I'm in, man. Whatever. You know, it, it, it's just fun because getting to know, you know, like I said, if you go long enough and, and kind of like those type of things, it, it's, uh, it's it's what you know. It's I I've always loved Cubs Con. It's always been my favorite thing, man. It's it's always you know, I'm you know obviously opening days fun, spring training's fun, but something about Cubs Con. It's just like three days of hedonism, you know, where we're all just kind of locked in a hotel together. <laughs> and there's literally like you know, Danny's got a couple of bottles of Malor. I had a cooler full of beer that everyone's just grabbing out of. Um, li- literally just drinks everywhere. You, you're hanging out with players. I mean. Uh, I was hanging out with John Lieber for a while, and uh, the funny thing is somebody literally just came up with a shirt that said, John fucking Lieber. And I'm like, where did you get a shirt that said John fucking Lieber? <laughs> but he had to, he had John Lieber sign it. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's you know, I, I've been going it for so long, talking to a lot of these people, you know. And so it's just, it's just like I said, it's just like a big family reunion is really what it's all about. And I really felt that this year more than even other years when uh, when people were a little bit more rabid about the baseball. I think you just had a lot of diehards there who really cared about the team, uh, who really understand kind of where we're at as a team and what it's going to take to, like, put us to the next level. And what that is, according to every single Cup fan there, is Cody Bellinger. Because <laughs> they all said <laughs> that there's really nothing without Cody. Um, you also got a little shot. All right, we're going to go to uh, questions, and we will start on the left side. Crawley, go ahead. We will start, oh, to the left. Hey, there there he is. Crawley's going to start it off. Go ahead. <laughs> Just the, the time after time, everybody knows you. It's great. Well, you know, and, and so Mike was talking a little bit about this earlier. I usually, you know, once once after the, the, the kids panel, which is a fun panel, like every kid's run into the mic and every question is, what's your favorite color? And at that point, it kind of starts to get a little bit monotonous. And that's where I kind of lose interest. I'm kind of usually 
in and out, like within the panels, I'll stay for like the first until the questions really start to irritate me, but you can get good questions in. And then that's what I tried to do, you know? And if you go back and if you have marquee, uh, you know, you can check the videos, you know, I asked about morale and what the ultimate goal is. And, you know, and I, I will say this, the guy that really, imp- I mean, obviously Craig Council, I knew was going to impress me. Carter Hawkins impresses me a lot, yeah, you know, and it's really hard to be the number two, you know what I mean? In that situation, because like, that was the joke we always made with Jed, you know, he's, you know, he's uh, Theo's coffee boy, you know, that's what he does. And so it's like the, the, the GM isn't the president of baseball ops. So when you go to the show to eat, there's the game green. Do you see it? When you, uh, <laughs> when you, when you, <laughs> you look like a French aristocrat, like, you know, in one of those hedonistic salons. Yeah. So we, you know, and but Craig, Craig council kind of looks like he's wondering what you are doing. Well, he's just getting the Crawley experience, man. It's his first time. <laughs> oh, he's had the Crawley experience already. Just he's just on the other side, side of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I, that actually, that would have been the funniest thing in the world if Craig Council would have been like, "Yeah, I know you." Yeah, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> Opening day, twenty twenty. <laughs> but you're the brawn like, guy, aren't you? <laughs> the question, I guess, I so I asked him. I said, you know, and and so like you know, obviously, Jed goes, "Oh, you take the rumors with a pound of salt." But honestly, you're telling me all these rumors are just coming out of nowhere for Morel. Come on now. Yeah. But but the part that he brought up that was interesting that, that Carter brought up was he talked about Jose Ramirez when he was in Cleveland. And he said when Jose uh, Ramirez came up, he came up as a shortstop and he could hit the shit out of the ball. But we had a shortstop named Francisco Lindor. So we had to try to figure out what we we're going to do with this guy. And eventually it works its, itself out, you know, but, you know, those type of things I thought Carter was interesting. And then, I mean, the question that I asked, they told me to turn my hat around the second time around. So I felt like kind of a dope doing that. I wish I hadn't done that because now when you look at the, and that's the worst thing is now they like when you're doing it, there's two giant screens and they put your like face on the screen, but you're so bloated and like sweaty from drinking the night before. <laughs> you're just looking, you take one look up on the screen. You're like, I'm done drinking the rest of my life. Until wait, <laughs> wait, they told you to turn your hat around, like or turn uh, it backwards. So that the bill, on, there was a sign on the microphone. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it had something like where, where they couldn't see your face or, or oh, whatever, okay. you know, yeah. whatever. But you know, that, hey, you know what? That's a great tip. Anybody going? Wear a hat that looks good backwards. That, yeah, yeah, I would have done that because you know. But uh, then, then I asked, um, I asked. A fez. Right, no, it's funny because <laughs> I guess like Evan Altman was like live tweeting some of this stuff, and I I, I, I saw my name later. He kind of tagged me in something, and my question to to um, Craig Council was basically like, look, tell me your philosophy on these three things. Young players slash prospects getting playing time, giving players rest, and bunting. And Evan Altman wrote, so Crawley basically asked, "Are you? what do you do in these things that we all hate about David Ross? So, um, <laughs> you know, that's pretty accurate, I guess. And, 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 and Council's answer on the bunt was just phenomenal. It really was. It was what do you, you, could you share it? What, what do yeah. you say? He basically talked about, he's, you know, if you look at his career, he's not a big proponent of bunting. Now, there's certain situations and certain players that may call for it. So if you've got a guy that's really good at it, but if you all remember, Ross had Patrick Wisdom bunting last year. Don't tell me Patrick Wisdom's a good fucking bunter. And so that's the thing is he talked about it's not really something he does in certain situations. You're going to do it. But again, under the right circumstances, okay? He brought up PCA. Mm-hmm. He said PCA is a guy that, you know, bunting could be a part of his game because if you ever seen PCA, he's just got electric speed. Oh, now, he gonna, is fast as hell, yeah. Right, and, and Michael, I know you saw him. I saw him in minor leagues. You saw him in minor leagues. He's, he's beyond fast. Now, 
Just because you're fast doesn't mean that much in the big leagues. He's going to have to learn to time guys, read moves. He got caught a couple of times in September. But if you're telling me just laying down a bunt, and that's what that's what um, Council said, he's a lefty. So you lay down the bunt, you get that shot immediately down the first baseline. You're not going to catch him. So a guy like that, yes. Patrick Wisdom, no. no. Use some common <laughs> sense. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you know what? I want to actually give you props on that question, Crawley, because – a a less skilled questioner would have said, how are you different from David Ross? You know what I mean? And you wouldn't have got an answer. You would have gone like, well, you know, I like David and he's fun. and you." Blah, blah, blah. But like you asked like, <laughs> tell me these three things. And everyone who's in the know, who watches this team and knows what's been going on, then we all see. And, and of course, you know, Evan Altman helping out by, you know, just pointing it out. Like he's saying, this he is knows. what he's asking. But it, but it's a much better way to ask the question and get a real answer versus yeah. what's your favorite color. Well, speaking of questions and answers, Crawley, you're about to be questioned. And I, I've, I've been toying with this idea. First of all, welcome to the show. <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to call a timeout. This uh, this is like Michigan Final Four. You can't do Danny that. Learned, Danny learned about what timeouts are at the bingo table. But, um, <laughs> Welcome to. Go ahead. Oh, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before before we get into this, because this is <laughs> I want to tell I'll, everybody I'll, where where I'm. I'll at. give you the I'll give you the floor. I'll give you the floor. You, so I said, <laughs> where are you, Crawley? Throw I'm him on here. the bitch clock, so he's only got thirty seconds. <laughs> I have basically been trying to recover. You can hear my voices for shit. I've basically been doing nothing but sleeping like in like bursts since Monday. My brain is absolute mush. And Danny's like, hey, would you want to do Cubs trivia tonight? I'm like, dude. I'm like, no, not really. I'm like, if you're going to put me on the spot, just to, just to tell you how bad it was. Fly the W. We did our podcast. Got released today. You know, Cole Wright, awesome on it and stuff like that. But I was trying to mention um, Shohei Otani, and I completely blanked on his name. The one guy that everybody's been talking about <laughs> for four goddamn months. And I was kind of like, Shingo, Shaco, I, I, I literally could not figure out his name. I had to go back into the edit, Danny, and take out like a minute and a half of me butchering Japanese names. This is like Jordan's flu game. I'm pumped for it. That's exactly. Awesome. We'll see. Well, welcome to the show, Colton. Uh, tell us about your show and how we met. and Because uh, you had Crawley and I both on your trivia yeah. game show that you're producing now. Yeah. Um, a, um, I have a little Cubs YouTube channel, Cubs DJ, um, where I am getting ready for my first ever preseason Cubs trivia. Uh, I'm trying to find the smartest Cubs fan in the world. Uh, it was a pretty quick search because Carly got back to me pretty quick. So I'm <laughs> yeah, looking for someone to challenge Carly. Danny had the idea to come on the show and see if if we can find um, a fan out there that thinks they're smarter than Crawley, best of luck. I got so, questions ready for you guys. I but. don't really have an idea too much how this is going to go, except for like this. You ask Crawley the question, and obviously the rest of us can chime in too if, if we know it. Um, but in the chat, if you can answer before Crawley gives his answer, then uh, that's a point for you, I guess. You know, and I, we're not keeping track. This is all just for fun, right? If they now. get in front of me because I like. Okay, Colton, tell him how I did on the last time. Tell him yeah. how I did, man. Uh, I'm pretty sure Crawley, in a, uh, a round of 10 questions, he maybe thought about it for 12 seconds. And went a cool, uh, it was either 9 for 10 or like 10 for 10. 
Ten it for was ten, just, Colton. Ten it for was ten. automatic. I'm trying to lower the bar <laughs> so you look like you're really stepping up right now. Please, I got God. seven. <laughs> if if that, I got seven. It should have been eight. I I missed Mordecai Brown, even though it was the first answer yep. in my head. I didn't say it. And, yeah. and the other thing, I, the other thing I would tell you too is is you remember Danny? Uh, social media night uh, may it one day return, but social media night I got to go toe to toe with Gary Pressy, who literally I knows w- every every player's blood type. And they actually, Cole, it was, it was, no, yeah, no, it was uh, Michael, Michael Bowling was running it. And they ran out of questions that we kept tying. And so I feel comfortable. It's just tonight, Danny, I wish you would have done this a different night, yeah. but okay, we'll go with it. It's we'll, funny we'll you it- brought that up because I was, I was just going to tell Cole, go get Gary Pressy and let's have a rematch. <laughs> Crawley Pressy. I mean, this is like. It, that's like WrestleMania for your show is putting those two on there. What the Ali <laughs> Frazier? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like Ken Jennings and like Jeopardy Jeff or whatever. Well, no, 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 no. If you go back into it, they had Ken Jennings on against Gary Pressey and he lost. You can look, yeah, this li- up look on at where's look Ken at, Jennings. He's probably sitting at, at home right look now. Look at Crawley out there. Don't you no, don't no, you compare no. me to Ken Jennings? He's a loser. He lost. Ken Jennings knows his shit, but he don't know Cubs shit. Mm-hmm. I, I I went toe to toe with Gary. Ken Jennings could not. So <laughs> I, how many questions? Fast. How many? So get ready in the chat to answer as quickly as you possibly can. Yep. And how many? How many questions do you have for us, Colton, tonight? I have seven questions. Okay, okay seven questions. So I'm going to yep. write them down in the chat so people can see them, and I'll bring them on the screen yeah. as well. So uh, go ahead. All right. Some are easy. Some are um, hopefully a little difficult, but I'm not Carly, so I, I can't gauge. Um, the first question is the 2016 Cubs um, obviously tied the World Series with a game two win. Who was the losing pitcher for Cleveland in game two? Oh, I know the starter was Trevor Bauer. Yeah, he was. I... I'll go with Trevor Bauer. Yeah, and I'm not seeing much from the chat. Trevor Bauer is correct. That's uh, that's what I that's what I was yeah, thinking was too. Insane. But so, no, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously I, I can't even type it out. I can't even type it out fast enough. Anybody a faster typer than me? You got to do it. Here, um, I can do a little copy and paste for you, Danny. Save your okay, fingers. okay, that's cool. Here, I'll join the chat real quick. I'm coming. Actually, I'll just do yeah. private chat for you. Anyway, and just 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 a little fun fact: Trevor Bauer lost every single World Series game he played in that year. So thank you, Trevor, and your stupid. That is a fun fact. <laughs> he, I was I was going to say he almost lost his finger as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Question number two. I sent it in, Danny. Let me know when you want to send got it, it out. Cool. Okay. Okay. I'm going to look to the left. I'm not looking at the chat. I want people to be aware of this fact. A man okay. of honor. We respect you. All right. Okay. Question number two, name one of the three pitchers to record a win for the Cubs in the 2003 NLCS. NLCS uh, in 2003, Mark Pryor. Name the other two. Kerry Wood, Wood was game five. He had that. I would Those say, were my two guesses as well. Which is Matt Clement the third. You got two out of the three there. You missed. Uh, Kerry Wood did not win that game. He did not. No. In Atlanta. Oh. Okay. Uh, big bad Joe Borowski back there. Oh, uh, Joe nobody Bo. guessed Borowski. Clement. We got a Clement out there. Soul yeah, patch. some Kerry Woods. Some Kerry yeah. Woods. Yeah, Joe Borowski was the big some curveball, Brana. maybe of the whole night. So I feel good. About, I feel good. I may have just stumped Crawley on his uh, on go. his noodle brain. 
All well, right. he got that the answer good. right there. He got one of the three, so he did. I got yeah, two of the three. Yeah, he actually yeah. doubled the answer. <laughs> so, right. uh, go, go ahead and copy paste that sucker. Well, I, I'll tell you right now, I would not have had Borowski or Clement, neither one of those. But yeah, Pryor was my first choice. Zambrano kind of struggled a little bit. I think he ran mm-hmm. out of gas in two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, he struggled yeah. for sure. Okay, uh, go ahead and uh, and give it. All right, next question. Uh, the Cubs have not won a postseason series since 2017. What team did they beat in the 2017 NLDS? Washington Nationals. Yeah, easy. that was an easy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy. You, yeah. do, do you remember the mold game? Layup. Of course, course I remember game? the mold game. Of course. <laughs> so this sounds dumb, but my dad and I, because my dad's a veterinarian, we showed up in, in surgery masks and it had mold written on them. We didn't know masks would be such a big thing in 2020. Yeah, you were a fashion, <laughs> right. you were a fashion setter, man. A real trailblazer. <laughs> Way ahead of, of, yeah. of it. Except for three years later, Crowley refused to wear one. So. <laughs> <laughs> been there, done that. How do you drink beer through a mask? If someone would have invented that, they could have made a fortune. I, I actually tried it once to drink beer through a mask, and it absolutely does not work. I still remember. You're, do you remember? Oh, <laughs> go ahead. You, o- opening day at G-Man Tavern. Crawley, like, and we had to sit at these socially distanced tables while the Bleacher Bum Band played, and Crawley just kept getting up, dancing, drinking beer, taking his mask off, and we almost got the whole thing shut down. He's like, don't you know that the COVID enforcement people are around? And Crawley, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the enforcers. Oh, God, those were the, those were the days. Okay. All right, we got another wait, wait, wait. question. Let's, let's ask them in the, let's ask the chat. Who was the closer of that 2017 team? I want to see if anyone puts it down. Who's got it? The closer of yeah. the. They should get that see one. Who gets it? Oh God, I know, and I can't. It's not that guy that traded. I think that was the next boom. Year, Kevin dude. McNamee. Kevin, McNamee. yeah, Wade Davis. Fine. That Wade and that's Davis, who I was yeah. thinking. I just couldn't bring the name up. I'm like the guy that went to the Rockies right after that for forty seven million dollars or something so like that. He had a great year, and then Robert Sanchez. I saw him at Cubs Con. I saw Bernie at Cubs Con. I saw Jeff at Cubs Con. I'm trying to think who knows. Yeah, a lot, yeah, of, a lot of people got that Wade Davis too. By the way, that wasn't an, even an official question. Bones. So, um, so all right, what's the next one? What do you got? Uh, next one, I sense it in the chat. Are you ready? I got it. Yeah. Oh, I know the I. You like it? I know this answer. So like, Michael's I'll excited. Answer. So it's an old timey one, I think. Yeah, I know the answer. Yep. Uh, so we'll, uh, I'll I'll put it up at the same time you start, I guess. Um, right. In 2001, Sammy Sosa racked up a 10.3 war, finishing the second highest season total in team history. What old-timer holds the number one spot? Mm. It's a was cup. He, was too, he right? a catcher? It's a cup. Yeah. Yeah. Was he a catcher? He was not a catcher. And And I do think I know this one, but not – I'm not like confident. Like I just think I know. I'm gonna say Hack Wilson. The official answer is Rogers Hornsby. Oh. 10.6 war. Crawley, yeah. you and I, you and I were on the same page. Hack Wilson was my guess as well. No, nobody got it. We got uh, Frank Chance. We got Ernie Banks. Good, good guesses. Hank I- Greenberg. Well, unfortunately, he was a tiger. I was was either going Hack Wilson, but my initial thought was maybe Gabby Hartnett was what I was going for. Yeah, that's yeah. When you said catcher, I knew you were thinking Gabby Hartnett. But I know he's in the top ten. Yeah, but Hack Wilson with the 191 RBI uh, makes you think he probably had a pretty good WAR. 
That's that's where I was going. Wasn't that you, Michael, who like when we were at the Club 400 rooftop party was yelling it from the bleachers? Oh no! Was that, was that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sometimes sometimes I randomly scream Hack Wilson. That could have been anywhere. <laughs> it's a medical it's issue. His, I get it. It's his thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, next question. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay. Next question is. This first baseman drew 101 walks in the early 2010s. The only Cubs player not named Sammy Sosa to break 100 walks in the in the 2000s. So 2010 in the early 2010s. So in the like, in the aughts, are you saying? Are the aughts in, is, yeah, the early yeah, the aughts, 2010s? Yeah, like, yeah, 2010 on. 2010 on. Boy, does Anthony Rizzo seem like the obvious answer? So I'll just go with Anthony Rizzo. The answer is actually Carlos Pena. Kevin oh, again. Wow. Kevin McNamee. Yeah, Kevin McNamee is uh, had a couple of correct answers in here tonight. Mr. Placata. <laughs> so yeah, very good. We got we got a lot of Derek Lee, but he was there before that. Uh, Lee not, was my thought, and then when when Crawley was like, "Are you talking about the aughts? I was like, "Oh, then it would definitely be Lee." But. Yeah. Right, that's what I was thinking, Lee, with the odds, and then I... that's surprising with Pena. Did he bat like one eighty three though? Like, yeah, I think he was like a uh, Yasmani Grandal type, where he had a huge on base with his walks and stuff, just struck out constantly. He gets on base, Danny. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah he he was that kid oh. on your little league team that batted eighth, and he was always looking for the walk. Didn't swing at the pitch <laughs> yeah. all season. Yeah, he, he would back out every every second pitch. <laughs> Okay, I think I got the the next one ready to go okay. here. Cool. Uh, All right, next it... question is, oh, who recorded 53 Carly's saves in one. 1993, a Cubs franchise record that still holds up to this day? Randy Meyer? <laughs> yeah, Randy. Randy Meyer <laughs> is the correct answer. Very Didn't good. Time. Love it. Yeah, not enough time there for anybody to get in on Jeff that. Bur- Jeff Berta says Fernando Rodney. <laughs> I had to, now Kevin's got me nervous, man, so that's why I had to hurry up. Shaking in his boots. And it got a little off, yeah. Do you remember that somebody went on the field and, like, accosted him? <laughs> I think I do, actually. All right. Oh, he said Rod Beck. See, Kevin said Rod Beck. How how many guesses or how many questions we got left here? We got one more. Okay. Okay. All right. This is the final question. Okay. I think I've got it here. All All right. right. The last question of the night is: You Darvish finished the 2019 season with a 11.5 K per nine rate, second best ever in Cubs history. Who has the best K per nine in a season in Cubs history? Starters. I know Kerry Wood has it career-wise, but that Jake Arrieta run is something. So it's either one of the two, Kerry Wood or Jake Arrieta. I'm going to go with Kerry Wood. Kerry Wood is the correct answer. It oh, is, wow. It is a crawly night yet again. Very nice. On, only one uh, little blemish on your record there, but still, you beat everybody in the chat. <laughs> we got everybody saying Jake Jenkins, Pryor, um, Kerry Wood. David Lieb is wondering if we're talking about a starter. Still, it was starters because <laughs> shout out to Kevin McNamee. I'm pretty sure Carlos Marmol holds the record for all pitchers. Okay, that's interesting because <sighs> it would have been different as a reliever and. Uh, uh, 
Dominic says three finger brown. And Kevin says, well done, Crawley. And I will second, well done all weekend, really, my friend. You know, you, you really lay it all on the line for the Cubs fan faithful. And I think we all appreciate that. Here, here, here's what I tell people is every year Cubs con takes a week off the end of my life. But you know what? This is always like the shitty years anyway. You know what I mean? What am I going to miss? Someone changing my diaper and giving me applesauce? I'm fucking, I'd rather just have the fun now. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's coming up, Crawley. Give it a <laughs> You have like 20 years, and, and you're right 20, back there. 20 years? 20. Jesus. He'll still be there. He'll I'll still, still be, be at CubsCon. Uh, my hope is is that just I won't have to try to run to the front anymore. Someone will just wheel me there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds nice. I'm going to oh. weekend at Bernie's your ass if it ever comes to it. <laughs> you know what? It, it was a blast. You know, and Danny, we had so much. I, you know, it's, it's just a weekend where all you do is laugh. I like, I, I literally just didn't have a bad time. Like every time you see us there, we're just smiling. We're laughing. Like just in bingo, we just were just laughing at all the dumb crap the whole weekend. It's, it's, you just don't take it serious. Like, like I think about things that are going on in the world. Turn on the news and you're just going to be miserable in like five seconds. Yep. Lock yourself in a hotel full of Cubs fans, talk baseball, and drink copious amounts of alcohol. Listen to your friends sing. Um, you know, I, I talked to Marquis. I said, you guys got to upgrade him. Cole Marquis, or Cole Wright was my neighbor this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, uh, he Poor actually Cole. told me, he actually told me that with a certain look in his eye, like, like oh they just they put me by Crawley. I'm just I was like, I was <laughs> well, like we were, well, good we luck. Were... I'm like just be glad he's not going to be in the room the whole time. So wow. you'll be in his room. You'll be he'll be in his room more than you'll be in yours. The the worst part is is that like you know Stu McVicker he's like yeah I need to borrow your room to put shit in and the next thing I know it's like the party room I got boxes of shirts I got food and booze everywhere <laughs> it's literally out of like a some sort of scene of a, a Roman orgy of some type and so like at some point in time I'm I'm down at the hotel I can't remember what night it's super late and it's me and Cole and we're just shooting the shit and I had some booze stacked away somewhere and then like we you know we're like hey let's call it a night it's, it's like three in the morning let's go. We let, you know, we're heading up to the hotel and we're just talking. We go in the elevator and just press a button. Like no one's kind of really paying attention to anything. He's like, he, and I'll finally like, Carly, are you going in my room? I'm like, no, dude, are you going in my room? And it was that's when we figured out we're right next to each other. <laughs> Cole turned me on to a cool uh, Danger Mouse album called The Gray Album, which <laughs> yeah. is a mix of the Jay-Z Beatles and, and, yeah. and Jay Z. Yeah. So we were talking about that for a while. So, yeah, it's just such a cool environment. We are so lucky as Cub fans to not only have each other, but to have people that are on the other side of the fence and in the brass kind of um, appreciating us. And, and you know what? I, I know friends. people give them a lot of shit about give the Cubs organization a lot of shit, and that's 100% your right to do it. But that was a mess this weekend. That could have turned out to be a catastrophe all no. the way around. And you know what? So many people from the players to the security workers to the, the head honchos, everybody pitched in, man, to really turn it into a fun weekend. It To me, I didn't notice any different from any other CubsCon weekend. And when you think that O'Hare was literally shut down and you had all these players flying in, they made the best of the situation. We all had a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Well, Carly, thanks for coming on. Mike, I know you're feeling under the weather, so we can let you go too <laughs> as well. And thanks for coming and giving your perspective. And Colton, uh, you are the 800th person to ever come on the Sun Ranto show. You win a, nice. a you, you win no prizes. <laughs> I needed that today. Thank you, Danny. I needed but, that. No, but but you rock. We definitely want to have you out again. Great questions. I know everybody had fun in the chat trying to guess. Um, good luck with uh, what's coming on with your YouTube channel. I'm going to uh, drop a link 
to that right now in the chat. Also, uh, listen to Fly the W podcast. That's Crawley's show. Uh, also, uh, listened to the Cubs PS Plus podcast uh, because that's Mike Waller's show. And um, we're just lucky to have all sorts of great Cubs podcasts um, coming at you all the time. So uh, thanks for being out. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back with Tom Warman from the new and exciting Collector app. He's going to share with us all about that, and then Larry Hawley is going to join us. Um, so we shall be right back. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Do you ever find yourself longing for long walks and talks about catcher metrics? How about a coffee over run differential? Maybe a candlelit dinner dissecting what exactly is the curious case of Miles Mastroboni? If you have, I have just the place for you. The Cubs PS Plus podcast. Come join us. Cubs PS Plus, a Northside numbers game, can be found wherever it is you get your podcasts. And on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Cubs PS Plus. A spin on the baseball metric, OPS Plus. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. If you're like most Americans, you buy shit. Lots of shit. Sometimes you buy shit for other people. Sometimes you buy shit for yourself. And sometimes you buy shit you have to buy just to stay alive. So why not buy shit through the Sunranto affiliate links at sunranto.com slash shopping. We've got tons of shit you can buy. Go to sunranto.com, click on the shopping link, then click our ads and buy shit. We've got Amazon. They've got tons of shit. But you can also buy MLB shit, NBA shit, NFL shit, Fan's Ed shit, Southwest Airlines shit, Fanatic shit, Reebok shit, Wine of the Month shit, Beer of the Month shit, Bear Mattress shit, StubHub shit, Lid shit, Sports Memorabilia shit, Volcanica Coffee shit, Vibrator shit, Condom shit, Bag shit, NHL shit, and Audible Membership shit. There's a whole lot of shit that can help the Sun Ranto Show stay on the air so we can keep talking shit. So buy shit today through sunranto.com slash shopping. Thanks. Cubs Jesus thinks you're the shit. Welcome back to the Sun Ranto Show. Uh, Michael, you got to make it out here sometime to the Cubs convention and hang out with us. Have you been? Yeah, I would, I would like to. I've, I've only been just that one time and i feel like i wasn't even there for cubs convention i showed up like on sunday and stewart gave me a his pass and then i wandered around and saw like three things <laughs> yeah but you, you gotta be, come for the whole experience you know yeah you gotta the do whole, the the whole experience openings yeah soup to nuts so i i do uh want to thank all the people who shop through our links at sunranto.com slash shopping. And how that works, by the way, is if you're looking to buy anything from Fanatics or the MLB shop or NBA or any of that stuff or even some collectibles, uh, that all you do is you go to sunranto.com slash shopping, click on our ad, buy the shit you were going to buy anyway, and then we get like $5. And that's how that works. And it doesn't cost you anything extra. It just helps out the show. So we ask that you do that. We also have Amazon. And that's at sunredto.com slash stuff because we have to keep it separate. But I, uh, before the show, I was looking on Fanatics. And I only wanted, I only buy stuff that's on sale. I only buy stuff that's a great deal. Otherwise, I won't buy it. And look what I found. If you have size 8 or 9 feet, that's, I assume, men's. Uh, so that is, I guess, two sizes larger for women's. There's these cool little cub shoes. They look like Converse. Uh, they're made by Foco. And I'm going to drop the link for them in the chat. If uh, you have eight or nine, size eight or nine feet, 
<coughs> excuse me, or, or or a woman with size ten or eleven feet. <coughs> Sorry, I got a frog in my throat. Then uh, these might be for you. Yeah, those are those are nice, and only twenty three bucks right now. That's pretty yeah, good. Marked down from fifty, so I think that's a pretty good good deal. Um, Robert Sanchez, I bought those, Danny. Only eight were left. So, uh, cool. Hopefully you bought them through my link. And then <laughs> and in that case, we'll get $1.60 or something like that. Um, that's, that's like a whole Patreon supporter for a month. Month and a half. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, But it all helps the show. And our next guest, I'd like to ask about this collectible item. This is a 1969... Nice. Chicago Cubs team signed vintage Spalding Ball, signed by Ernie Banks and the rest of the 1969 Cubs, I assume. Although this costs a lot more than uh, $22. It cost $785. (laughs) And that's $200 off the regular price. Yeah. I'm dropping the link for that in the chat, too. We'll get a lot more than $2 if you buy this through our link. But you can buy this through our link. So what's... uh, What's 800 bucks for a ball? Totally worth it. But I want to ask our next guest if he thinks this ball is even worth it because he is the collectible king. Uh, here he comes, Tom Warman, my friend. Hi, Tom. How's it going, Danny? How's it going, Michael? Hi, Tom. Nice meeting you. I'm still tired from CubsCon. My voice is trashed still from CubsCon. I saw you at CubsCon, and you were handing out your collector cards trying to um, – well, spread the word about your cool uh, website, Collector, and let me uh, see if I've got this right. It is a website by which you can upload pictures of your collectibles with a description and show them off to other users. So it's social media. It's Facebook for collectors. Yeah, it's sort of combining social media platforms. They have a dedicated site for your collection. Uh, I was at the Cup convention. I, you know, Crawley says you got to pick a lane. So I picked the game used and autograph lanes for uh, Cubs Con. And I was witnessing one game used collector trying to sell something to someone else. And they were fumbling on their phone for pictures of the item. They couldn't find it. And I said, literally, this is a commercial for Collector. So what it does is you post your collection. You have your own website. It's totally free to use. You can, uh, Track what you own, track what you paid for it, track the value of your collection. Uh, you can also look at other collections uh, as it takes under a minute to post something. It keys in all of the attributes like team, player, item type, things like that. So if you're a... Well, I can share my screen here. Well, this is my page. So if you want to... Can you can you guys all see that? Yeah. On yeah, your so screen? I- well, not anymore. We could see it, and then you changed it. Right. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm kind of clicking around. There we yeah, go. Yeah, so all of there's hyperlinks on everything there, so you can click Cubs, and you would go to the Cubs items, Major League Baseball, baseball. You know, so there's all the attributes are coded in, so you can just check, you know, what other people have. So it's basically like a virtual man cave for your collection, but also, you know, you can see what other people have. You can buy, sell, and trade for free on there. You know, it's amazing every single day. Cool things you didn't even know existed pop up on there. Well, so it, it also has sort of a social aspect of bringing, you know, fellow collectors together. You find what people like, can have. You, yeah, I was just going to ask, can you comment on what other people have, like, 
kind of have a conversation about things or yeah, check yeah, this so, out. So you can comment on them. You can uh, direct message people about it. Um, you can do a you know posting like on Facebook or whatever. So uh, yeah, it's you know it, what I the genesis for this in my mind was I am a big collector of Cubs game used memorabilia and to purchase things and keep your collection going you're always selling things and I would be texting you know like ten photos of a piece around to various people you got to find them on your phone text them around it's so much easier to just text the link. So, Hey, you know, someone will say, Oh, you know, let's trade. What do you have? And you start just rambling off random pieces. This is so much easier. You just text the link to your collection and then everyone can see what you own. Uh, and then, you know, you can so much easier to share what you have. And then also easier to see what other people have. If you're looking to trade for something. Well, if you see my account here, I have, I put up my Andre Dawson certificate of death. Which was signed by Andrew Dawson. It's obviously not his death certificate, but I put it up on the site, and then Matt actually commented on my uh, page here. The first death certificate on Collector. Love the foresight. Was Andre surprised? And I told him he looked at me like he wanted to cause my death, which is true. And then he says, "Ha ha ha! Sounds about right." Yes, so a, uh, a Collector Tom, first, a death certificate. Congrats. Yeah. So, so Tom. You know a lot about collectibles, and now talking about this death certificate, my question is, how much do you think Danny's death would be worth? My death certificate? How much would that be worth? No, 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 your death, because it's got to be completed. So you have to die first, and then we'll fill out the rest of it. Only then will it be worth anything, right? Or is it worth something now? We'll, we'll, we'll set it for auction after Danny passes, hopefully in a long time. <laughs> and now, what do you think this would be worth? This is another thing I put on Collector. When I was uh, 14 years old in 1998, the Chicago Tribune had, uh, you know what? They used to have those uh, the newspaper boxes, all of the place. You put in a quarter, and you got out the Tribune uh, honor system kind of thing. Well, my 14-year-old ass stole the sign that they would put in the front of the box that said Cubs first night game special section Monday, August 8th. Now I I took this from the newspaper box. Of course I hung it up on my wall with thumbtacks, but, and so there's a couple holes in it. Um, But do you think this would be worth anything? Yeah. Danny, I was going to say your eight year old self should have foreseen collectability and known that putting thumbtacks to hang pieces would devalue it. It's like (laughs) when I, when I was a kid, you know, I look back at photos of me with all these original first-run Star Wars toys that I played with every day, and ask my parents, "Why'd you let me open them?" So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, yeah, that, that I would say the sentimental value of that outweighs the actual monetary value. But it's fun to show off. You know, sometimes I think Jed Hoyer has that sort of uh, idea about the farm system. They're worth more if we don't take them out of the package. This is something that I think. Well, you got to, yeah. And part of it is you cash them in now when you're trying to win rather than hold them. So hopefully they're working on that. They just did with Michael Bush. So, um, you know, that they're, you know, sometimes 
taking him out of the package or bringing him up actually devalues them. So get, we've, we've seen it. the value before they're known commodities. We've seen it happen both ways. Uh, I'm dropping a link to my page on Collexor, and it's just for the podcast listeners. It's K-O-L-L-E-X-O-R.com is how it's spelled. Two L's and one X. And uh, I think it's really cool. Uh, you know, it's like I don't have a lot of stuff, but it seemed to me that it wasn't totally about the trading of things. It's really like a virtual man cave because what freaking good is it to anybody if nobody can ever see it? Yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone, you know, like the pride and joy of a collector's life is when someone comes to their house and you can show off your stuff. You get this like, you know, this pride about it. So this is a way to do that every day on a free website to show off your stuff to anyone. So it's, it's taking your basement to the world. And you can meet other collectors on there because it's got that social aspect. So if you end up looking for stuff to buy, you know, every price in the collection world is probably negotiable. So it's not it's not necessarily a marketplace, but it's somewhere where you can do deals if you want. Yes, it's a free peer to peer marketplace. So if something pops up that you like, message the person, ask them if they'd sell it. You know, a lot of the stuff is listed for sale. So. When you list a collection item, you can say if you're willing to sell it or not, what price you'd look for, you could put an or best offer. So try to initiate some of those conversations. And it's super easy to sign up. It's super easy to post too. Like it's it doesn't have an app per se, but it has one of those phone app situations. And it was super easy. I just like pressed the camera button and then all of a sudden I was making a post. Like actually easier than Facebook, if you ask me, because Facebook wants all the shit from you all the time. While while you were talking, Danny, I just signed up. I'm I'm in, I have an account now, and I literally started when you started talking. It's that like it's that easy. And I know everybody thinks we're doing a commercial right now. We aren't. Like, Tom did not pay us or anything. I mean, it's, we're I'm absolutely trying... doing a commercial, but we're terrible business people, and we make no money on it. We just think these things are cool. <laughs> we, we just think this, this is how I always wanted it to be. I only do commercials for stuff I like because I only want to help my friends. And, Tom, you are my friend, and so, like, I want to help your business in any way I can. I think everybody listening and watching right now should sign up for Collexor with two L's and an X. Um, so, uh, what is, what is, uh, your favorite item on Collector that right now that we could look up? Maybe I could. So, uh, I would say Ryan Sandberg's 1990 all-star game Jersey that I, at Wrigley field, he wore it during the all-star game, wore it during the season. It's part of my collection. So if I, so if I just type Sandberg, it'll probably come up. Yeah. You'll get that. Plus whatever else is. Oh, there it is. Right. Is that you Manhattan guy? Uh, no, Tom Warman on there. Oh, okay, crawl! I, I I jumped in. I got Crawley is in here with his uh, Ryan Sandberg 2009 bobblehead. Yeah, Crawley's been posting the bobbleheads that were given away every season um, from the Cubs at the gate. So he's been going year by year. It's under uh, Ryan Sandberg 1990. Is this it here? 1990 game used all-star game home run derby and regular season photo matched Cubs jersey. So, and I know there's a whole thing about photo matching and authentication. There's the sign, there's the signature. That's really cool, dude. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying to get the all-star game back to Wrigley. 
Hopefully it'll be soon, but this is an iconic piece. Uh, I do the game use display in the clubhouse at Wrigley Field during the season, and uh, we'll be doing a centerpiece for Sandberg this year because he's getting a statue. So, wait, you're talking about you're you're talking about the display case uh, underneath the bleachers, right? No, so I do the display in the actual clubhouse. So oh, a, in the in a, the clubhouse. Okay. Yeah. So there's a large display um, that you know is historical Cub stuff meant to inspire the team. So uh, this past season, I did for Mark Race and Sean Dunson for making the Hall of Fame, and then sort of teams that they were on other pieces. So this year, uh, I'll have items for Sandberg for Kerry Wood, for Aramis Ramirez, and sort of that era of players. So so how about that? Uh, were you at bingo on Saturday night by any chance? Of course. Okay. Who doesn't go to bingo? So uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, the people, people that hate fun, that's who. Uh, but, <laughs> but did you see that our friend Jonathan Evans ended up getting a champagne bottle signed by Ben Zobrist that was given to him by Tom Ricketts. So I heard it as a story. He paid like three grand for that. Do you, do yeah. you think one of one, right? Is, yeah. But do you think it, do you think that he got a good deal or where it should be or? Well, it's going to a good home. John's got an awesome collection. He's a friend of Collexor as well. So, uh, you know, that's a one-on-one piece. So you, it's hard to assign a value to it. You know, I would say, uh, Saturday night bingo live auction is about the best time to extract money from people as the shots are flowing. I know they were passing all around fireball shots, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that will John, lead to high bids. Yeah, Jonathan Evans definitely might have been a little fireballed up for in that <laughs> moment, but it was it was all for charity, so I guess it's worth it. And the other thing you get to do is you get to stick it to the other guy that you're going against, which I think is part of the fun of the auction sometimes because I know it's a bit of a small community and y'all know each other and there's a bit of a, a competition, wouldn't you say, between you all? Oh, a- absolutely. But it's also a friendly competition. For example, they do an auctioning of game-used items and you never know what the Cubs are going to find in the bowels of Wrigley Field. So this year, randomly at the live auction, they had a bunch of 2016 game use bats that no one even knew existed. So you have, you know, these groups of, of big collectors that end up sort of saying, okay, I'll bid on this, you bid on that, you know, so we sort of stand down so that we don't get into massive bidding wars. So that was definitely going on because, um, you know, shocking shockingly nice game use pieces popped up this year at the convention auction like jack straps and stuff yeah no (laughs) it's david uh, ross's used jack strap for the 2016 world series priceless priceless get that on collector (laughs) yeah well uh we saw that Captain Cubbo was in the chat. He just signed up, and so uh, it's very cool. So everybody yep. should go sign up. It's fun to look at stuff even if you don't have stuff. And even if you have stuff that's not worth anything, it's still fun to see everybody's stuff because it does no good to anybody if you can't see it. So yeah, Well, the stories behind items are sometimes the best part about it. Totally free to use, free to sign up, free to buy, sell, trade, free to post your collection and look at other people's collections. Very cool. Tom, th- uh, thanks for coming on, and we'll definitely have you on uh, sometime that we need something appraised. Definitely. I'm your- <laughs> thanks, Danny. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Nice thanks. meeting you, man. So uh, 
just real quick, um, this has been a fun show. We've talked to so many different people. I like what it's like this. Um, I started real quick. I started the Rancher Calendar. I want everybody to know about it. I sent emails to people that I had bought it before, and um, you can you can buy it now. Uh, there's a couple ways to get it. It's thirty dollars. Um, I, and you can buy it at sunranto.com slash calendar. Um, I'm already started working on it. It's going. And something I want to do this year that's a little bit new is that I want to use some pictures from other people. So, um, to just involve more people, to have this be even more of a group effort, I will curate it, of course, but I'm going to drop a link in the chat right now. And I've posted this around on our Facebook page, Sunranto Ranters. I've posted it in our Discord channel, which will be very shortly to talk with all of you tonight, um, uh, all the Patreon people. And there's a Google Drive. So please upload your best pictures, not all your pictures. Please do not upload <laughs> pictures of blurry shit. You know, it just take your best 10 pictures that you would be proud of to put into a calendar do some editing of them. Like, you 10, know, a little Danny? color. 10, 20. No, 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 no. I'm saying 10 is too many. That's a lot. It is. But, like, you never know what I'm going to need. So I don't okay. mind I don't mind seeing your pictures. 10 pictures, let's say tops. Unless I've told you otherwise. Because I know you're at some event that I need pictures of. <coughs> Excuse me. But anyway, another way to get it is to by joining uh, Patreon at the $12 level. So if you're already at the $5 level and you want to bump that up to $12 level, you'll get the calendar as part of your uh, subscription. And that's just our thank you for being a regular supporter of the show. That goes even further for us because then we know that the money's going to come in. You know, then we know that we have enough dough to throw Ranter Fest and to get an Airbnb for Eric Wheelow and uh, Billy DeVore when they come in. We know that we uh, can get IFG a plane ticket to fly in from Seattle for these things. You guys do that. And so one of our thank yous to you is this Rancher calendar. So uh, we got Project Warning Track going on. And uh, so keep... Working on those things, uh, your fashion design, uh, we've got great prizes. We went through it last week, and um, anyway, you should do it. It's just making something out of something else. So you have like an old Cubs jersey, and you turn it into a dress. Or uh, in my case, my plan is to take a bunch of obvious shirts and turn it into a cape. Yep, and... Emily is making a <clears throat> like a, a bag that doubles as a seat cushion and has pockets for stuff as well as uh, holders for those amazing beer bats that you buy way too many of at Wrigley Field. Nice. Like a holster? Yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah, and... Just so everybody knows about the uh, calendar, yet one more time, I see some questions in the chat. The way it works is you you email me your picture, sunranto at gmail.com. So uh, before we go, I want to bring on my friend Larry, who we were hanging out at Cubs convention this weekend. And he's trying to raise money right now for lymphoma research by running the New York City Marathon. So welcome, Larry, to our show. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, guys. It was so great to see you, Danny. It was great to go to the Cubs convention. That's the first opening ceremony I've ever seen live. So really enjoyed it, really had a lot of fun and 
good to see you and everybody. See Crawley, obviously a number of people I've gotten to meet. Uh, as you know, I don't live far from the ballpark. I'm about four blocks north, so I tend to see a lot of people. But, no, great to be on here, man, and great to uh, great to talk again. Uh, I'm going to drop a link in the chat here real quick. Uh, this is coming out on YouTube and Facebook right now. And it is a link to donate to your – you're trying to raise money for lymphoma research. So is there any particular reason you chose lymphoma research? Yeah, so uh, you know, last year I had, uh, had really wanted the chance to uh, you know have a chance to run three big city marathons. It's something that I always wanted to do. So I had met uh, people from the Lymphoma Research Foundation uh, when doing a story on Liam Hendricks as he was working with them as he was dealing with uh, his battle uh, with cancer. So obviously a little bit of a White Sox tie here, but that's kind of where that's where it came through there. So they had an opening for the New York City Marathon that was run this past November. Uh, It came up in August. And so part of that was for me to raise money. I really enjoyed reading and learning about the foundation. I also did a story on Anthony Corrado. Uh, he is a t- uh, another cancer patient. He's a TikTok influencer. So oddly enough, he was able to use his cancer journey to make videos to describe every single step of what he was going through, literally from right after the diagnosis all the way through as he was going through his treatments. So really interesting to meet them. There are a million people a year who deal with lymphoma. Uh, and this organization is specifically donated, is specifically focused on trying to fight that and trying to find cures, getting the best scientists to do it. And I felt like it was a great organization to run for. So was able to do that, ran the New York City Marathon on November 5th. I've uh, been trying to raise the money as much as I can be, a little bit behind. Uh, fundraising goes through Thursday, so trying to get as many donations as I possibly can. And obviously, uh, really happy to anyone who might have anything to donate. Uh, would really appreciate it. A wonderful organization. Had a chance to got to learn a lot about them over the past uh, few months. And uh, they do some really, really great work, which we've seen here in Chicago and, of course, uh, all around the country and even the world. And I don't think people realize how much of this research is funded by grant money. And uh, so I, I think it really it can make a difference. And it's something that, unfortunately, all of us can have been touched by in our lives, mm-hmm. some form of cancer. Uh, one not or uh, or one or another, um, but I appreciate all the the work you do. Uh, Patricia Farrell says, "What is this?" I say, "It is the Sun Ranto Show, Patricia," and uh, we're trying to raise money for uh, lymphoma research. And uh, Larry's a big runner, and a uh, I always see you, you running know- like. Walking yeah, around and, and there's always Larry running. And I ruin his run. I'm like Larry, and no, then he's got to stop and <laughs> jog in place. No, <laughs> talk I see, to I, fucking Danny for 20 minutes now. He won't shut up. <laughs> see, I I enjoy that. I'll occasionally run into people I know. You know who I run into is Sarah Sanchez. I'll run yeah. into her running usually usually either on the way there. Almost always. So where where I live, I usually enter the lakefront path at Irving Park. So I usually come up, I guess it would be Inner Lakeshore Drive or Sheridan. I don't know where it turns into. I think it's Sheridan right at that point. So I run into Sarah a lot of times. I'll see people I know out there uh, occasionally. I did run this morning. It was minus five degrees. And oh I count, my gosh. And I do. So I, I get, I have really good cold weather gear and I really do love to run because the lakefront looks like nothing you've ever seen when it's really, really cold. It's actually really beautiful, really peaceful. It is. The issue is you just got to get out there. So I well, count I will tell you the reason I've never seen it is because I wouldn't go out there. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that weather. 
Well, you know what's interesting, guys, is there's actually a lake a lake jumper. The guy's been jumping in the lake, I think, now for like three and a half, four years. He was doing it this week. Based off the pictures, he follows me on Twitter. I don't know. I really don't know how he does it. I'd like to meet him. I I mean, I'm out there. If I if I I would be freezing to death if I were to jump into the water. I I don't know how the heck he does it. I mean, he must have somewhere to go really quickly or an incredible amount of tolerance of pain. I mean, it's really incredible what he does. And he does, does he jump pain. every day? Every single day. And I can actually share the Twitter link um, if you want to later on. He jumps every single day. It's, I wonder it's if it's like because he does it every day, if he slowly builds the tolerance. Yeah, it so could that, be. That, yeah. That's, that's I still, what, that seems way too cold. I don't know how he does it. I really don't. Have I, you I ever really met don't. Boban Simic? Boban no, Simic, he's a he's this big, strong Serbian dude, and he actually ended up going on Jonathan Brandmeier's show, like towards the tail end of wow. when he was doing stuff. But that guy used to go swimming in the lake in the freezing cold, and um, they were calling the police on him from the the high rises, and uh, you know they would always get called, and then he had to call them, and then the fire department would be like, hey, "I'm going swimming," but he'd go out there, and then he'd run <laughs> along the lake path with no shirt on, no shoes. The dude is a badass. I've seen him around the neighborhood. He's he'll be like underneath like a train overpass like for the L train, and he's just hold, holding onto the cross beams doing pull ups oh. with no shoes on. He walks through glass. This guy like that's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I mean, people like I always said. I, I actually described it to a friend of mine. I said I always call it the Mick Foley theory. Sometimes people just can do things that you just don't know how. They just have the endurance or the desire or the the wherewithal to go ahead and power through anything that they want and continue to do these incredible things. But well, and you're one of those people, Larry, you well, said you you've run how many marathons now? I mean, at least one, but you said you were trying to do three. So this is the sixth one I've did. So last year I did Six. three. I did Los Angeles, Chicago, um, Chicago actually did it for the, uh, for the, uh, run DV out of town. My sister is a, uh, domestic violence, uh, attorney. She represents victims of domestic violence. So I've actually run for them, the past three years in the Chicago marathon. So I raised money for them and then did for the lymphoma foundation in New York. I've run six marathons. So I've run, I ran Chicago in 2021, 2022 ran Indianapolis in 2022, which was incredible. And that's, uh, that, like I said, I really, I love to run marathons. I just can't run them fast. I actually really do enjoy it. I love you. There's no better way to see Chicago. Well, I don't know people will disagree. There's no better way to see Chicago a lot. You see all the neighborhoods, the mile 19 where you head into Pilsen uh, is incredible. Uh, the mile 20 in Chinatown, you go Bronzeville where you make the turn to come uh, come back for home. And then, of course, when you come up here uh, on the north side, you get basically I'm actually on my home training course for like a quarter mile right up here on Sheridan. And then the Broadway is just incredible. There's so much energy there, too. You have all the DJs, all you know, everybody dancing around. I, I said the Chicago Marathon is, is an incredible party. Because the training can be kind of hard. I actually don't like it. I found a piece with the running. But there's no better way to see Chicago. New York was as incredible. I mean, that's I. it is unbelievable that race was much more than I thought. It was much more, even more of a challenge than I thought. And even Los Angeles, you got to see so much just running through those neighborhoods and just running through the entire city. It's really a cool chance to see. And I got to see five boroughs in New York having not been there in 10 years. I, I love it. I really enjoy it. I just can't run them fast. <laughs> well, we just had a, uh, what did Seth run it in? A, a ranter just ran it and we did a five hour episode for no, him. We as did, he ran we did a 
I think we did. We we didn't have to do five hours. We did five hours, four hours, but he did, ran it in under yeah. four, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did like a three forty or something. So I, I found some pictures of Boban Simic in case you want to see. Oh wow, yeah, but check, check but it, this, but it is amazing that oh. so many people that uh, listen to this show run so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh wow! Oh, my there gosh. he is. He eats raw meat. And I forgot that about him. And for a while there, he was doing wine reviews. It was the funniest shit <laughs> on the internet. It was the funniest thing. Going, follow Bobot Simic. Follow Larry and give him money uh, to for uh, lymphoma research and um, and keep him running and uh, running for a good cause. Anyway, I forgot to say hashtag chance in the chat all night. That's the one thing I've forgotten about. Hashtag chance in the chat. A uh, little Yumper just got here. Says hello, hello. Um, we're almost done, Yumper. You're gonna have to rewind and, and see it from the beginning of the show. But um, yeah, so uh, Larry, people could follow you where on Twitter. What's well, your so, handle? So I'm Holly Sports H A W L E Y Sports, all one word. If you want to know about the last name spelling, it's right there at the bottom. I'm on uh, Instagram at L H A W L E Y eighty. So my birth year, and then Facebook, it's Larry Holly's wide open. Uh, send a request. I'm always happy. I, I love to talk. I love to talk about, uh, you know, obviously sports, craft beer, uh, obviously running, as we can see by the appearance today. So like I said, any anyone likes to interact, uh, I, so I'm around Wrigley. I don't live far away. I go to Lucky Door a fair amount. I go to Murphy's all the time. So and definitely uh, look forward to. What the Cubs season might might have to hold, what Chicago sports in general are going to have to hold here in 2024, because I really don't know. It's a, it's a big question, Mark, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, everybody's kind of rebuilding. You know what? For those, those soccer fans, Ma- uh, Mallory Swanson did resign with the Red Stars with a record contract, so at least we yes. got that. So that's really cool. I mean, that's she's a she's a superstar in town. If, if for some reason you don't know Mallory Swanson, which you you may now because of Dansby, but. Get to know her. She's probably one of the great stars in, in women's soccer in this country, and it's really cool that you know they were able to lock that down. Yep. And if people are wondering, so she she was formerly known as Mallory Pugh, mm-hmm. and she was on the national team uh, in the World Cup. So, and the was she in the Olympics? I know she was in the World yeah, Cup. So. I, I, I think she might. I think she might have been in the Olympics. I'm trying to remember. Unfortunately, she had to miss the World Cup. She had a. I think it was injury. Yeah. I think it may have been Easter Sunday where she she had the really devastating knee injury. Oh, that's right. She was yeah. building up to the World Cup. Yeah. She's in those early yeah. early games. So so yeah, I think she was in the Olympics, but she was really young then. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she's a, a, a phenomenal athlete. And if people don't know what we're talking about, the NWSL Chicago Red Stars is uh, women's soccer. And I personally love women's soccer way more than men's. I I don't know. I it, The game just flows a lot better for me. Uh, and, you know, people should start to pay attention to that team for sure. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I've always thought they've been a sleeping giant in town. And I wonder now that Laura owns them. I'm yeah. curious if they're going to go back to Wrigley Field and maybe play a game or two I could there. I see that. I thought because, the same thing. Yeah, and I, that was always my trivia question. Before the 2016 Cubs, who was the last team to win a championship calling Wrigley Field home? And it was, Chicago, it, was it was a Chicago Sting of 1981 and 1984. I was just going to so, say yep. that, the Sting. So, yeah, actually one of the great NASL matches was actually played in 1981 between the Sting and the Cosmos when they the Cosmos were super loaded. It was like a 6-5 to five game. They went to a shootout. I think there were probably 30,000 people at Wrigley Field. If the Sting are a very unique 
uh, for those of you who know I'm a big sport, Chicago sports history geek, it's a very, very unique window in time where the Sting had this, and, and, and the NASL did too, where they had this really exciting time and the Sting had, and they called Wrigley Field home. They called Comiskey Park home. They would actually play, I know that their semifinal, the year they won the title in 81, they played their semifinal matches at Comiskey, and then they kind of rotated to whoever was there. But, yeah, no, it would be cool to see um, soccer and, you know, it would be cool to see soccer return there. Uh, God knows what the Bears are going to do about their quarterback, and I'm kind of already tired of hearing about it. Cause it I mean, I, I, yeah, so I don't I, – like I said, I don't take the sword out on Twitter. I just kind of rationalize, but, I mean, there's, there's fights already, and we're not even – Larry, you're a great follow. You know tons of stuff about Chicago sports and beer and all those things. So, and you're and you're a great friend and a great guy to hang out with. Too connoisseur of the theater as well. You go see a lot of plays. Been to my theater quite a few times. But so, if you don't know Larry, now you do, and you're stupid to not hang out with him. So, <laughs> thanks for coming out, Larry. And uh, we're gonna wrap up this show, and um, we'll um, so we'll just see you next time. But, uh, All right, thanks, donate, Larry. Nice do, meeting you, donate, man. Donate to Larry. Uh, I'll drop the link in the chat one more time uh, right now. And um, here, well, let's see if I can. There we go. It's uh, it's tinyurl.com and then sd45z26r. <laughs> so you'll find it. Um, I'll, I'll tweet it out later. How about that? Yeah. So uh, now we just have. Uh, t- I don't have any TFCs. It, I I kind of forgot. Okay, it. I do, but you know what? Let's you know people. I think <laughs> I think there is a small segment of our listeners waiting for, for the, the Cubsler. Yeah, right. So this is the Cubsler from last week, and uh, we did. I saw four people with the correct answer. Danny, is that what we have? Or is it yeah, five? that's what we have. We have four ready to go. Four people who got this correct. And uh, for the listeners, last week's Cubsler was Powder Blue Road Uni with yellow lead better patch in the rearview mirror playing catch in the outfield with a number one fan. And the people who got it correct all said Jose Cardinal. So if you're wondering how you get there, the Powder Blue Road Uni. That puts you in the 1970s. That's how you, you know, that's how you get there. Uh, the yellow Ledbetter patch. So the yellow patch refers to that uh, the Cubs logo that they had back then on their shoulder that had the yellow in it. It's the only time the Cubs have had yellow in their logo. Um, but then I combine that with Ledbetter, yellow Ledbetter, a song by Pearl Jam, and also Rearview Mirror a song by Pearl Jam, that would get you to Eddie Vedder. And so you've got a 1970s Cubs player, uh, Eddie Vedder, a number one fan, Jose Cardinal. uh, He wore number one, and he's Eddie Vedder's favorite player ever. And that's how you would find that answer. So Very good. Well, uh, I think you have Chris Salato as getting this correct, but I don't think he did. No, he did. Uh, he, he, we went back and forth. Uh, I didn't have you on that email. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. No, because yeah, his first answer was Andre Dawson because he, he actually, he's like, 
rearview mirror is the eighth track on that album and andre dawson wore number eight and i'm like man that's that's great logic but no it's not it's wrong yeah. so uh let's we're gonna give it a spin and of course the winner of this wins michael's uh voice doing a carl 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 castle impression on your yeah. voicemail okay and the winner is bernie Barron. and by the way we had it was don rulis crawley Bernie Barron and Chris Salato were our uh, correct answers. So, congratulations, Bernie. That's two weeks in a row that you've had a 25% chance. Seth Kennedy won it last week. Uh, The the Cubsler difficulty went way up. You know, I mean, sort of, it's... It really has to do with what your esoteric knowledge of the Cubs is. If you see... uh, Pearl Jam and you know Eddie Vedder is like a huge fan of Jose Cardinal I think it was easy for some people like Crawley probably well let's get to this week's Cubsler okay so you think that one was tough let's try this one a stuttering shy guy in shy wore three but didn't sound like it Hazing surely wouldn't be approved in Pittsburgh, Shy, Cincy, or Brooklyn. So it's, we'll, we'll post this up on Twitter and also on the Sunrancer Facebook page and in the Discord where uh, people can see it yet once again. And and, uh, re- and remember, these are not trivia. Uh, I mean, it is trivia, but you got to go through. There, there are clues within this game. Uh, little riddle here that will help you get where you need to go yeah so uh in, in the chat somebody's guessing ronnie woo woo <laughs> i don't think that's right but uh i appreciate the guess <laughs> i don't think ronnie has ever been accused of being shy no um so i'm going to share our hashtag chance in the chat giveaway uh, screen here and we've got a bunch of entries now this one you can actually win something of value not just michael cotton doing a carl castle impersonation for your voicemail um although that does have some value of uh, comedic value i believe they call it <laughs> you know and if you're a if if you're a patreon <laughs> subscriber you will get to hear what those are i will be putting them out on patreon uh as well I am keeping track of all the winners in the same way that I'm keeping track of all the chance winners. So I think we will do a similar kind of prize at the end of the year for all the people that have won the Cubsler. So uh, let's draw the chance, though, and pick another winner. Here we go. Seems like more than 20 people. And the winner is Jeff and Aaron. Congratulations. I believe that's Jeff Bjorn. I'm not exactly sure because it doesn't have his last name on here but you win congratulations you are the winner of the chance and the frank chance postcard sent to you by me uh with a message of love and doom yeah oh and you know and i we did forget on the cubsler you send your answer to sunranto at gmail.com it's yeah the show's uh email address well it's and the reason is because we we don't want to do it on social media is because then you guys will all see each other's answer. So it's just easier with the email. It is encrypted. But it is fun. You know, if you see it out there, 
you know, the hashtag Cubsler, if you're looking for it, you're like, you want to go to Twitter and find it so that you can look at it more. Do hashtag Cubsler, C-U-B-Z-Z-L-E-R, and it'll bring up all of them so you can kind of look at them. It's like the Sizzler, but with Cubs. So um, that's the show. Uh, a while back, Bernie Barron sent me a video. Do you remember our video contest that Joe already won? Yes. Yeah. Well, then after the fact, Bernie Barron sent me a really cool Steve Stone video. So uh, I'm going to play it. I've been mean to play it, but we had all the Christmas stuff and then the convention and all that stuff. So I'm going to play Steve Stone. But first, before I do, I'm going to play a little snippet of Mike. <laughs> it's, it's great. He actually does a really good job. Um, Mike Waller at Cubs uh, Harry Karaoke singing Dream On. I'm just going to play a little snippet of it from Cubs God because um, he – he he gave his voice up for us. So here we go. Um, thanks all for watching tonight. We will be back next Monday. I've got a show going up, so our show will be on Monday next week. Then we will go back to the regular Thursday until the season, of course. So we will see you on uh, Monday. <laughs> Mike Waller says, yikes. <laughs> uh, happy birthday to Phil Brandyberry. Uh, who else we got? John Baker is on Friday. Jose Orlando Mercado. We've got Bexy Ashworth. Ernie Banks's birthday is coming up. Man, a lot of, lot of January birthdays. Lots to celebrate. So, Spagog. All right, Spagogs. Next week. I want to get sleep.